Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me is... It's Stitch. What's up, people? We back up in this. We had a hiatus. Yes. Couldn't uh, find uh, some equipment. Yeah. <laughs> they, they took it like uh, like the Patriot Super Bowl jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Brady jersey was gone and the mic was gone for a little bit, but we back up in here. Yes. We haven't, Y'all haven't heard from us since 2017, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We've been, uh, like I said, equipment issues. Yes, yes. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. But we back up in it. There's so much goddamn shit to talk to you about in fucking sports. Holy shit. Uh, should we just jump right the fuck on in? Yeah, let's get on it. Um, we're going in no particular order, but we can start with some of the biggest stuff. Uh, first and foremost, tomorrow, we were recording this on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Uh, everybody already knows that it is the New England Patriots versus the Philadelphia Eagles yes. uh, tomorrow. It's in Minnesota, I believe, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Patriots won it last year. Patriots are going for six. Philly's yeah. going for their first Yes. in the, in the really. Super Bowl era. I don't know if they did any bullshit back in the uh, non-counting, you know, stone age of uh, pro football. Did they win one back in, like, 1980? Like Jaworski, maybe they did. I'm not sure. God damn it! All right, we'll, we'll fact check our own goddamn selves. Even you know what? Fuck the Philly fans. I'm gonna say you haven't won any of them. Yeah. I'm gonna just say none. That's fine with me. Uh, I think they went with Jaworski and didn't yeah, didn't win it. But anyway, in the shit, um, Vegas has their odds um, for this game. We're reco- we're you're going to hear this after the game is decided. So we're talking into the future. I want yes. that to be clear about this game. Stitch, why don't you start us off? Who do you think is going to actually be victorious tomorrow? Uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be New England. Um, last year, I almost correctly predicted Atlanta pulling out on top until they decided that um, running the ball just wasn't important. <laughs> clock management wasn't <laughs> clock, important. Yeah, clock management just fuck it. Uh, <laughs> um, I just think that um, it, it's it's a shame that we're getting. A backup quarterback in Philadelphia because mm-hmm. I think it could be a really good, interesting matchup with the way Philly's defense has been playing the majority of the year. Yep. Um, Nick Foles is the starting quarterback. Carson Wentz got hurt uh, towards ACL late in the um, regular season. Was having an MVP caliber season. Yes, he was. Um, definitely marching there. He was. Uh, I mean, that whole team was firing on all cylinders. Yep. Offense was going, playing well. The defense was playing out of its mind. And um, they they put it on Minnesota in the previous game. I thought Minnesota actually was going to um, beat the Eagles, especially riding off of that uh, crazy game that they had against the Saints with yeah. that last-second win. I thought um, Minnesota just seemed like a team of destiny, especially with the Super Bowl being played in Minnesota. Um, I just think New England's firepower and Philadelphia's sort of inconsistent firepower with Foles is just going to be the difference. Uh, I like to always say defense will win the championship. Mm. However, even though Philadelphia does have the better defense than New England, in my opinion, I just think that Philadelphia's offense, it's too much of a question mark in terms of which Nick Foles you're going to get. Um, if they start, if he starts turning the ball over, I think if he has two turnovers, I think they're screwed. Unless something drastic happens with the New England offense. Just to clarify, when you're talking about turnovers... Either an interception or a fumble, you're counting against him as, as a turnover that's on Foles is is uh, basically responsibility, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think um, you don't want Foles to lose the game for you. So mm-hmm. I think they're gonna sort of let him play, 
let him do his thing, but I just have a feeling if he makes like a, a huge mistake, the coach is going to try to reel it in some as best he can to just manage, um, just have him be a game manager if possible, depending on the circumstances or what the lead or what the score dictates at the time. Yep. Uh, I'm going real big on New England. <laughs> I think every year with uh, the Super Bowl, there's always this back and forth hype over the whole two-week period that you have no pro football going on where people speculate and you know try to convince themselves that it's going to be this great game or super competitive. Most of the time, the Super Bowl is not competitive. Most of the time, it's a blowout, yeah. one side or the other. I smell a blowout. Again, I have not watched any games this year. <laughs> Just want to be real clear on that. So I haven't seen any, either of these teams like actually play. But New England has been there. Um, Brady, for all of the hatred that it rightly so in a lot of ways that people spew upon, upon him, mm-hmm. he's going to get this done. Yeah. I, I think he's great enough to get this done and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think he wants, at age 40, any type of question mark on, any additional question marks on his legacy, um, like the the two uh, New York Giants Super Bowl losses. Yeah. Um, I think he's just going to be super motivated. I think you have Gronk healthy, uh, concussion protocols, he passed all yeah. of those. I think you have... Edelman as well? Edelman's not playing. Oh, he's not. Okay. So he's completely out. Not a chance whatsoever. It'll be Amendola that'll be that. Amendola. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Just Amendola and Gronk defensively can give you a whole lot of fucking problems with that level of Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, that that, that should be it. I also think that the bright lights are going to affect Philly. They haven't been here since... Donovan McNabb yeah. and T.O. Yeah, McNabb throwing up in the uh, in the huddle. Yeah, because he got yeah. fucking nervous and shit. <laughs> yeah. But you telling me Foles ain't going to be nervous? He should, yeah. He yeah. He should be nervous. Um, I, and then this is where it becomes a little bit tough for me because I would like, mentally I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired of New England winning it, but I hate Philly fans. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> Let's keep these, it real. I hate these, I watch these, these uh, idiots all over the internet just doing dumb, obnoxious Philadelphia shit. They haven't been there. Like, they have this syndrome where they're overcompensating for years of being ain't shit. Yeah. And now they want to act a fucking fool. But go ahead, please. You know, no, yeah. And you just see videos of them just throwing beers at people, just doing obnoxious, just douchebag shit. And I'm just like, no, you don't deserve, (laughs) you deserve misery. (laughs) Dilly dilly to the pit of misery for Philadelphia and their fans. Um, So I, I, Part of me would enjoy it even more if they lose in just dramatic fashion. Yes. Just to watch the city burn. Mm. Just for a funny, hysterical laughter. Yes. But um, I realistically, it shouldn't be close. I don't think it... I, I just don't think it should be close. What, what's your... Let me give my score real quick. I, I'm saying... I'm going to go real big. I'm going to say 42 to 13. I... That sounds... About right. I was going to go like 34, 34, 10. Yeah. Those are big blowouts either way. 34, 28, 10, something like that. Yeah, I'll go 34. Um, I just think that once I had predict that New England will just come out, try to demoralize Philadelphia and try to have um, Nick Foles try to win the game. Mm. So I think it's important that New England comes out. 
put some point on the points on the board rather than um, vice versa, where New England, I mean, where Philadelphia can sort of just run and grind the ball and try to keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. Yep. Um, I think that it's a good strategy for New England to put the pressure on the Philadelphia offense to try to play catch up. And I think that's not something that Philadelphia is really um, built to do. And uh, I, I think it'll get kind of out of hand. For Now, the other thing that I've heard a lot of is New England's defense, defense hasn't gotten enough credit. They it, I mean, it didn't wishy-washy. All, uh, at the beginning part of the year, they were playing extremely bad. Yes. And they thought something was wrong with the defense. Sure. Uh, but they corrected it. Um, I believe it's Matt Patricia is the uh, D coordinator. I think he got a, a coaching job. One of these new coaching jobs that just came out, um, maybe with with the Lions or something. Okay. But um, he corrected the issues, and they seem to be backfiring on all cylinders. Because they played well against, uh, what was it, Jacksonville, right, yeah. for the AFC Championship game? I mean, that was another comeback. Mm-hmm. Come from behind win where in the third and fourth quarter, New England's behind pretty big, kind of late in the ball game. Defense locked it up, and I believe I'd have to look at the box score to be absolutely sure, but I believe New England allowed no points in the fourth quarter for that AFC yeah, they Championship sh- they game. Yeah, shut it down the, the second half. Um, and I mean that's what New England does. They they don't get tight in the tight moments. They play all four quarters of, of football. And a lot of these teams can only play three quarters. Yep, especially against the Patriots. Mm. But uh, it should be a, a interesting game. Um, it, Appears we'll probably have this legacy Tom Brady talk. We have to. Um, if he wins, um, and like we said, you said before, we'll, you'll be hearing this after we find out the results for the Super Bowl. Um, so they'll, they'll be talk comparison. He's the greatest ever. I still am being stubborn on my agenda. I'm trying to hold out on him being um, better than Montana. I still, like I said last year, I still hold the loss where he had the perfect season against him. For, uh, my, Fair enough, my but, but even win or lose tomorrow, I'm going to put that out there because who knows? That's why they play the games. Who knows what will fucking happen? Mm-hmm. No matter what, he's been to eight Super Bowls, yes. which, again, I do not want to defend the guy. He is not my guy, but holy shit, that is a fucking ton, man. Yeah. You know, when we think about people who are probably going into, all, into the Hall of Fame, like, Probably Aaron Rodgers with one, far for sure yeah. with one. Uh, I think Peyton went to three, right? He lost two. Peyton's went to four. Or, no, no, I'm sorry. He went. To, he went to four. He won two. He won two. He lost the one against the Saints when he was with the Colts, and he lost another one when he was with the Broncos for Seattle. Okay, you're right. Okay, yeah. that. And then he won the two. Um, the. He won two. Right. Yeah. He won. He won, he won one against the Bears, and then he won. His little song song one against the Panthers. Yeah, where he was basically 80 years old. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, I mean, again, that's another Hall of Famer. Nowhere close to the number of Super no. Bowl appearances. And when you look at all of these greats and you you see how they haven't come eaten, very few of them have. No, I'm, I'm sorry. None of them have reached the five mark of no, uh, Super Bowl appearances. I think what Kelly has four. Yeah. Elway, Elway I think, has five. Oh, it went to five? L.A. has two wins and three losses. Okay, so he went to five. Okay. Again, Hall of Famer, big time, you know, and that's still nowhere near, in my mind, eight. Yeah. I mean, eights, that's incredible. So we will certainly have that full discussion again, you know, win or lose. 
Uh, and no matter what, there's going to be some goddamn crying Jordans in, up in that motherfucker. Yeah, of course, that's what two rules are for. Let's fucking switch it up. Uh, NFL ratings. Um, I'm not going to hit hit y'all with some hard-ass motherfucking numbers because I want to wait until after the Super Bowl for some even better uh, numbers of the entire season. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is the second year in a row ratings are down uh, for the NFL. The King Premier League, uh, I'm not comparing it to hockey ratings or MLB or even basketball ratings. I'm comparing it to itself. So I just want to be very clear on that. For context, it's still the leader. Yeah. But a downward trend is still a downward trend over the last couple years. What are your thoughts on it? Um, I'm glad you did preface it by comparing it with the other sports because it's still head and shoulders above them. Um, we sort of talked about this last year with some of the issues going on, whether it was protesting, uh, the concussion stuff, where you now it's sort of becoming more and more popular for parents uh, to sort of steer their, their children away from even playing football. High income and middle income parents. Yes. Um, so I think that plays a little bit into it. Um, I just think... It's hard for me to put it on one specific thing. Um, it's still really popular overall. We just had a, uh, there was just a, a TV contract announced for um, Thursday Night Football, where I think it's, um, uh, I can't remember what company, but they got the bid for like $600 million they put in to get the Thursday Night Football game. So wow. it's still, people are still watching. Yes. And people are, the companies are still marketing to try to get um, the, the, Broadcasting rights, so I think that's where where their their dollar is. Um, I mean, a whole it, as a whole, I think this season was kind of uninteresting for the most part. A lot the of injuries. Really, yeah, there was a lot of injuries. A lot of star power was gone, and I just don't. It just didn't move me. There weren't really that that many compelling storylines. Essentially, we're here again. Can Brady win another one? That's not really exciting if you live outside of the Boston area or the Philly area. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I concur with a lot of what you're saying. I think, though, it, it, there's a multitude of factors, and I think we also just have to be really fucking honest when it comes to the fact that um, football isn't marketed as well as it used to be. They have a marketing and product problem. You know, some of the products on the field aren't as compelling as they were previously. Again, I'm only comparing it to itself. Um, In terms of the reason why I started watching football in the late 80s, early 90s was the big hits. That was it. You know, and then uh, the interceptions were fun and whatnot. And then later on in the 2000s and whatnot, you started seeing way more more touchdown passes. that's great. Oh, and don't forget, um, in the 90s, I love the uh, the juke moves of the yeah. running backs. But um, right now, ah, it, it doesn't seem to have as many highlight reel, awesome, you know, mixtape kind of level of greatness when it comes to running backs or quarterbacks or cornerbacks. Right. You know, really standout stars. Um, and you already talked about the fact that uh, for... A lot of parents, you know, the the whole thing with the concussions is causing them to reconsider. Even if you uh, think back to the teams that were involved in the playoffs, your your final four teams. Yep. You have Brady, who's a legit star. Yep. And obviously, the quarterback is the most marketable sort of 
glamorous position. Certainly. In comparison to other people that you had, you had Nick Foles. Nobody knows. Blake Bortles. Scrub. <laughs> and then you had, um, who's the other guy? Oh, uh, Case Keenum. Yeah. So Who? Who's yeah, to do? Exactly. So you're, you have a bunch of sort of backup kind of fringy players that you don't really know that it has a trouble bringing in maybe the casual fan. Yeah. Now everyone's going to still watch the Super Bowl because it's just more of a social event. Sure. Regardless. But um, you get, it's always good to have those those big names attached to the teams that you're watching. You'd be like, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I'm familiar with him. Ben Roethlisberger, I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning or, or whoever it may be. Um, where it's this year, and like I said before, with the injuries, you had a lot of people that just weren't there at the end. I mean, you, you didn't have Rodgers, you didn't have your Odell Beckham, um, players like Cam Newton, they were, didn't make it to the far in the, in the playoffs. I'm going to also say this, too. Uh, a few years back, I know that you have your NFC West bias kind of hat on, but from an outsider's perspective, it was fun seeing that Legion of Boom shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know the Seattle fans or who they are, but... For a defense to have an identity, that was rare, you know, and they were loud and hit hard and were aggressive and talked a whole lot of trash in the postgame with Sherman and all that. That made it compelling in place of the fact that Russell Wilson is kind of boring. Yeah, and and Seattle didn't even make the playoffs this year. There you go. I mean, and uh, Sherman was hurt. Yep. Uh, Camp Chancellor was hurt. So it's like even that, that legit defense that you know these characters from they weren't even involved in the in the final uh, rundown of teams. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm gonna say this in terms of on a go forward basis. This trend, if they don't nip it in the bud, you know, for eighteen nineteen, you are going to start seeing some ripple effects because obviously. Big, big money. Hundreds of millions of dollars are paid for the licensing rights for the NFL. If NBC, Fox, CBS, ESPN start seeing that this cash cow of a franchise doesn't have the same number of eyeballs that it used to, there's there's cuts, there's changes, there's different leverage in the contracting negotiations that go on for a 10 or 15 year television contract. Yeah. All of that gets affected slowly but surely. It takes a while to make a U-turn in a Titanic-sized ship yeah, when you yeah. see that fucking iceberg. Right. But we see ice in front of us. You know what I mean? Sure. And you know you can't. You last year y'all told me, internet and football watching world that it was an anomaly. They said, "Don't worry, NFL's king. Nothing can happen. Nothing can change. Still king, but." When you see a couple years in a row of, again, decreasing eyeballs on it, that's a pattern. Yeah. And I don't see a fix next year coming out of nowhere either. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and it's uh, something we need to keep an eye on. There we go, motherfuckers. Um, Let's have some motherfucking fun. We (coughs) promised you something. Every now and again, we keep our promises. Most of the time, (laughs) we fucking forget and tell y'all to kick rocks. Uh, We promised y'all we were going to give you... The Better Than MJ Awards. So here they motherfucking are. Uh, We're going to start off with the Crying Jordan of the Year. We broke this down into individuals. Do we want to nominate a few that were kind of in the the, the runnings for 
crying Jordan of the year from a team and individual place and then tell our winners? Okay, well, um, just some, some off the top of my head, some crying Jordan members. I mean, you have to think of the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. 28-3 um, to 3 up in the Super Bowl. Um, Atlanta ain't ever won shit. They were about to win some shit. Matty Ice, yeah, don't forget that. And they, like we said before, they just forgot that running the ball is a, um, is a play call that yeah. you can, can do. Or picking up first downs. <laughs> yes. Keeping the clock going 2-0. I want to say someone like who played Madden really well competitively or just some internet nerd talked about the fact that two first downs probably would have sealed the game for Atlanta. <laughs> Literally. Whether you ran it or fucking yeah. got a penalty or did, you know, did a short in route or an out route or a slant. Two first downs, maybe three, sealed the game for him. That's a great one. Yes. That's a great one. Um, another one that I, I had was one of my personal favorites of the year was uh, Michael Crabtree. Ooh. Getting the chain. God damn. Snatch. That he was did. one of my personal that favorite was, ones. That was some crying joy. <laughs> I will admit. Uh, chain got snatched up, taken. Absolutely hilarious for me. Uh, Can I get a nominee in hey, real quick? Go I'm going to nominate for 2017 in terms of a team. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. We don't talk enough about baseball on this show. This team thought that they had Houston dead to rights. Yeah. They have a much higher payroll, I believe, yeah. or much higher profile. They had Kershaw, and they had Puig, <laughs> you know, and all this. Magic Johnson as one of the owners. Yeah. All this stuff. What happened? Yeah. Houston. Seven games, great series, great series all the way around. Took they fucking heart. Yeah, um, loved that. It was it was, a, it was a really good World Series for sure. It definitely uh, as a Giants fan, it, it amused me to watch uh, Los Angeles suffer. Yes, um, team one that I'll nominate, and uh, might have to fact check me because I'm pretty sure it became official in 2016, uh, mm. 2017. Was um. The final announcement, was it the final announcement of the Raiders moving to oh, God Vegas? Damn it. That, was, that did hurt. That was 2017. That did hurt. I was another one of those Stitches, stitches right moments. Stitch got called that one, I will admit. Um, yeah, you know what? I was the one crying Jordan on that one more than anything else. The whole city, the state of... City of Oakland, yeah. state of California, Everyone but yeah, talking all that trash, da 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 da. It's like rhymes on the wall. It happened, and they, uh, it was almost unanimous. They got the one mercy vote. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Thank you, Miami Dolphins owner. <laughs> yes, indeed. So that that uh, sort of one of my nominations for for team. Um, trying to think of other some twenty seventeen crying Jordan. Um, Any individuals that we. Yeah, we've, we've named we 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 could uh well, I'll throw out Conor McGregor. Ah, been crying. And he got so here's the thing. Uh, People uh, are always going to say he got paid, he got paid. And yes, both boxers, both Mayweather and McGregor got paid. But for the one who did the challenging yeah. and was talking about his knockout power and mm -hmm. striking ability and all this other stuff and how he was going to come into a a boxing ring having never boxed a professional fight right. ever in his life and talked his way into this. Yeah. And then definitively lost. Yeah. Maybe the ref shoulda, woulda, coulda <coughs> ended it a slight bit early. However, no. the, the results were he got his ass whooped. Yeah. And uh, I'll categorize that as a uh, 
is a McGregor UFC. I've combined those things. Okay. Um, so yeah. That, that, yeah um, that's... Any other nominees that came to your head? Oh, besides the goddamn Dodgers, which was which was perfect. I'm gonna go with Braun Braun. Braun Braun is a big winner Ooh. for Crying Jordan of the Year. Not only did he get his heart snatched from Kevin Durant in Game Three in Cleveland when when he hit that big ass three right on Braun Braun yeah. to seal that game and basically they did a gentleman sweep but basically sweep that series yeah. and KD went on to win MVP of the finals that was brutal yeah. then later on a few months later with Braun Braun <laughs> Kyrie said I can't take it no more I'm out this bitch yeah. and said deuces Braun Braun yeah. I'm gone and you know what you don't know it yet, but my team's going to have a better record than yours all yeah. season long. And if we see you in the playoffs, odds are we're going to win. Yeah. That's huge. That That is... That's two L's in one year for Braun Very huge. And uh, I'll throw in uh, Westbrook on that, that as well. Ooh, Westbrook's how so? another one. Just because his uh, salty attitude, uh, playing butthurt, mm. uh, pl- trying to play with the... the um, the spirits of Oklahoma City and boo this cupcake, et cetera, et cetera, and failed miserably. He only got uh, one win in the playoffs. One win in the playoffs. First got, round bounce. Booted on out after his uh, MVP triple double season and just, just went out real, real quick. That's true. And uh, essentially to watch the guy you were talking all that shit on win uh, finals, a ring. finals MVP and a ring. And then to add it on later on. You get your own sort of mini super teamish combo going on with Carmelo and Paul George coming there, and then to struggle miserably. I mean, I believe they're they're a lot better right now, being a little bit over five hundred, but they were nowhere near the dominant team that they are supposed to be. Certainly not on uh, on paper. Yeah, certainly not. No, that that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I think those are really good nominees, man. Yeah. Uh, if you so, if you had to pick for Crying Jordan Team of twenty seventeen, who are you going with? I have to go with, um, I'm going to just go with McGregor and the UFC in general. Ooh. Yes. Okay, you're going to um, hold whole league and, yeah. an, and an individual. Yes. Okay. So um, to, wait, just to clarify. So he is your individual for Crying Jordan, and the UFC is your, your basically you're, you're going to work on to call them a team for you. Uh, is that what you're saying? I guess maybe I should have, maybe I should have categorized it. Maybe it's more Dana White's fault, but, um... I just think they're just as a whole, just all their just shitty decisions and just poor planning that's happened over the past year. In terms of this McGregor Mayweather fight, that they um, yeah it brought in money, but essentially, like I said before, over and over again, your prize cow got embarrassed. He hasn't stepped back in the ring yet to do a UFC fight. Sure hasn't. He doesn't seem to be interested in trying to do another UFC fight. He's trying to do another one of these carnival acts where, oh, let's let's have fight Mayweather again, and he'll come to the octagon. Like, what are you doing with your so-called with your 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 sport? Why aren't you fighting the other top athletes? Especially since McGregor, just to put it out there, is. In his 20s still. I think he's 27, 29? Yeah, I thought he was like 20. Yeah, I thought he was like 26, 27. So um, for him, it, it, like I said before, he got um, out-conditioned by a 40-year-old. Yep. Uh, who True. just put put in work on him. Uh, was just better conditioned, in better shape than yes. McGregor. Um, then on top of that, where you, which you have the, uh, the UFC in general losing all of its star power. Just completely flushing down the drain. You had... 
Bone Jones uh, hit again with the, with uh, the performance enhancing. I, I I hear you. I would only say that so I don't I don't put that as much on the UFC as I put it on Jones being pretty dumb. But continue. But, uh, yeah, but just in them in general losing all of their star star power. This is true. They made a big thing about him coming back and mm-hmm. how he uh, he's fighting Cormier again. And then we see him fight Cormier. Cormier gets made into the new crying Jordan, where he's in the he ring did. sobbing and boohooing, and everyone's laughing and like, oh, Bones Jones is back. He's the shit. And then a couple weeks later, oh, he's been doping. So yeah. now you lose Cormier to embarrassment. You lose Jones to the suspension. So now you take those two pieces out of it. Last, uh, well, even well, those two. Oh, good. I'm sorry, just to jump in there, but so I, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe I missed the timeline all that well. It, yeah, I, but I think you're right. I think the 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 admission or the the evidence was found after the fight. Yeah. And so you're right. It does look bad on the UFC in general because you are supposed to do all of this testing ahead of time to prevent the embarrassment of someone winning, yes. and then you having to go back and say, "Hey, that person cheated." This is a second time. Yeah, over. that's true. I okay. mean, we, we still yeah. see all these baseball peers get pissed off over yeah. over bonds who never failed a test. And saying, oh, oh wow. he's, a, he's a cheater, et cetera. That, but you have this this champion who's gotten popped now twice. Yeah, that's true. They, they should have done their homework and, and tested him yeah. much more rigor, rigorously. Yeah, and every time we see Dana White, he's promoting some sort of... New guy. Some new guy <laughs> who's supposed to be the, the new fucking microwave, the greatest invention, greatest thing fucking ever. And then all of a sudden, the, oh, no, 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 never mind. What you need to really watch is this new guy. They had that Francis Njoku guy... A couple weeks ago, always oh, the strongest hitter in the world. Then he comes in you know, out there and fights. He loses. So now, now who they got? They have absolutely nobody. And then Rousey, who I've already gone on record as, as being a fucking clown show it's in itself, she's gone off to the WWE. So yeah. they literally have nobody. There's no name interest. There's nobody to really watch in the UFC. So I think just as a year in total, the UFC has caught so many L's. If you think, what was the UFC's bright moment what was their their awesome moment or, or landmark thing that they they accomplished this year I'm, nothing now listen i will freely admit i'm super casual i don't even think i watched any fights this past year but i hear you i hear you i'm not gonna sit here and be like eh, you know <laughs> they have all these, these these super household name superstars that did all these great fights this year it is what it is yeah i'm gonna go though um for my crying Jordan of the year, I still have to go with Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, this team is coming off of the first championship and the equivalent of the Cavaliers' history, I think. Yes. One of the few for the state of Ohio. You know, they all those 3-1 memes in 2016, yada, 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 yada. And then they took some of the biggest L's. They got destroyed in the finals. And it's still snowballing. Yeah, there, there's repercussions. Yes. yes, it's still there. They haven't stopped free falling. June was a big L for to go, losing four one. Almost got a fucking sweep. Yeah. Then it, it they lost Kyrie. Yes. The seat and then the season started and it's been a rocky yeah. on again off again show where yes they're going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference but they may be a fourth seed. Yeah, Kyrie's balling out like I like I said what happened. <laughs> I, I didn't argue that Kyrie was going to ball out. What I said was. And, I, and we can rewind the tape on this one. I agree Kyrie is a star. My question is, 
if he was, I questioned whether he was going to be able to go to the finals within the first, I think we gave him a window of three years. Mm -hmm. And I said, if he's done that, then this is the greatest trade ever. And Kyrie is created his own legacy. I have no problem with it. If he failed to make the finals, then, you know, eggs on his face. And if he loses to LeBron, you know, and I gave him a three-year window, it looks like he's going to surpass that window perhaps this first year. Without Gordon Hayward. Yes. Yes. So, you know, because yeah, they lost him on opening night. And pretty much uh, Cleveland, I mean, it seems like LeBron's got a foot out the door, ready to roll out. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things, I mean, LeBron's a great player. I, I'm not trying to pass shade on him. He's the Hall of Famer. I think he's youngest to pass, what was it, 30,000 30, points. Yeah. Uh, hats off to him on that. But this passive-aggressive bullshit mm-hmm. that always kind of surrounds him. Just come out and say it. If you know, you're supposed to be, say, what, say what's on your mind. Yeah, I mean... I can understand frustration of not having the level of winning that you're accustomed to, you know, over these last, all of this decade, really. We're in 2018, the last eight years, so all of this decade. This is your era, basically, because you have gone to the finals every fucking year. But, same time, don't be on some old bitch-made shit of, oh, maybe I'll do, play with the Warriors next year, you know, or maybe I'll go to L.A. and play with Lonzo. You know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You know, with these rumors. And you don't squash them very vehemently. No. You know, or assertively. You let them kind of linger out there. I don't know if it's it's kind of political moves against uh, that ain't shit ass uh, owner. Oh, Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert, you know. But no matter what, man to man handle that behind the scenes. Yeah. And it seems like he lets other people take the blame. Like it's yes. Love has been the whipping boy for all of Cleveland's problems. Well, love ain't shit. But, but <laughs> hold on. Who wanted love? Yeah. Who, let's not rewrite history. Wiggins was drafted by Cleveland. Yeah. Wiggins, who is a young, great... No, I'm going to say... No, I'm going to back it up. Not great. A good, athletic, small forward, you know, very versatile, young player... Who, who knows what he's going to blossom into, but he has a great start so far. Drafted by Cleveland, Braun said, nah, get this motherfucker out of here. I want love. Right. So you got what you wish for. You got what you wish for from a coach. You got what you wish for from a free agent market. You got what you wish for for backup role players with J.R. Smith and, and uh, uh, from the, from New York with the high, high top. uh, oh, uh... Shepard? Yeah, Shepard. Yeah. You got everything that you wanted with the exception of your attitude and how you treated Kyrie, ran him out, and you got Isaiah Thomas. But yeah. other than that, this is LeBron's team all the way around as the default GM and player coach. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm sorry, I, that was a long way to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> team Cleveland um, for a, a crying Jordan of the year. Actually, you know what? I think I just convinced myself. I'm going individual, Bron Bron. Okay. I mean, 2017, you know, yeah. regardless of all the other stuff that happened, 2017 was a crime Jordan year for him. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. All right. Okay. Oh, actually, we got a couple more. Uh, positive side. Who was the athlete of the year in 2017? Uh, I don't know who your pick is. I might think I'm probably going to steal it, but I got to give it to uh, Durant. Ooh, KD. I, I, we talked about it before. Alpha. Alpha. You, you just you. There's a difference between the best player and the alpha. And Durant pretty much came into a situation that was not his team. Mm. Um, not to say he was a, a square peg in a, in a round hole with that whole Golden State Warriors offense, but he was able to uh, mold and uh, adapt his game to their playing style. Yep. And it fit in absolutely perfectly. What a lot of 
superstars would not be able to do that. We're seeing the same thing happen right now at Oklahoma City, where they just can't seem to get shit together. Yeah. They put Paul George in there, who you already on record as hating. But they had Camelo and Carmelo. Being and honest and real about him, too. <laughs> and uh, they can't seem to get the... the, the um, it's a mesh, as, as well as it should, in terms of winning, playing, in and out, everyone being on the same page. Durant came in there with already a, a, a historically great team, yep, a 73-win team, and was able to dominate when he needed to dominate, won finals MVP, in, in historic sort of um, Disney-like moments where uh, he's putting LeBron on skates, uh, driving by him and LeBron's falling down. Yep. Pulling up, shooting threes in LeBron. I mean, you couldn't have written a better this is redemption true. story for him. Yep. Um, goes to, when even when they're playing Oklahoma City, they're out there beating them. Yep. And Oklahoma City is watching uh, LeBron, I mean, um, Durant win, win a title. Afterwards, too, he did put the whole cupcake quote on his shoes yeah. for this year. That yeah. was that was great trolling. Yeah, he, I love that. His troll game is on point. Yeah, um, he, he had, had a couple Twitter problems. Yeah, the, the burner the, account, the burner account, and everything. But you, sometimes you get a little bit, you get a little bit sloppy and yeah. stuff when, you, when you try to troll. You know? <laughs> yeah. That but, was um, great. Overall, it's been a complete success. Um, a couple years ago, I remember said Durant is the next one that needed to win a ring. He did what he had to do. I didn't hate him or give him problems for it. Nope. For jumping to the Warriors. And he, it was successful. It was a great move. He doesn't regret it. Regret it. I don't think anybody, realistically, if you are uh, just calling it even, don't have some sort of fanboyism yep. in it, he made the right move. I'm going to tell you this. You will never hear any more traitor, cupcake, hatred talk nationally. You'll still hear from some fanboys, but nationally, like yet. Yeah, you know, respected quote unquote organizations like ESPN or yeah. Fox Sports One, if he wins it this year. With yeah. another finals MVP, it squashes that completely. That will never be brought up again. He had the most pressure on him last year. You could, oh, well, had, yeah, of course. He had more pressure on him to win a title than Braun did. Yes. Because certainly. He, he was the one that made the move. It was a national story. Yep. And it was either you win the finals, not, let alone finals MVP, but if you got to win a ring. And now this, this justifies what you did. But he won a ring, he won the MVP, and he had plenty of moments uh, to cement his decision. And uh, you couldn't have written it, written it any better. Especially if, even when he was he was injured for a while, came back right before the playoff run, yep. and uh, came out and dominated. Yeah, I'm with it. Unfortunately, I got to go another route. But that is a good one with KD. I'm going to go with old man Brady, man, for 17. <laughs> just because... At this point in time, last year, he only he had four rings under it mm-hmm. under his belt. Um, he's still the wrong side of thirty eight. <laughs> was dead to rights in the fucking Super Bowl last year. Yeah, dead to rights and old, passed over the hill. Shouldn't even been there. Old, uh, passed over the hill, but twenty eight to three, and yes, Atlanta fucking choked. There's no goddamn left doubt about it. But he went fucking busy. Objectively, again, not a Brady fan per se, objectively, this 40-year-old dude went berserk in the Super Bowl in the second half yeah. and refused to lose when down 28-3. to Yeah. Then all year long, and there was no scandals about that right. last year for the Super Bowl. That was just a come-from-behind ass-whooping that he helped orchestrate. The defense did their job, and he did their job. Okay. 
Nothing happened in the offseason, blah, 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 blah. The regular season starts. Who's kicking ass again? This 41-year-old, 40-year, you know, all throughout the regular season. And, yes, it's cliche. New England, yeah, we're all tired of it. But at this age, we have not seen any quarterback do this. Not consistently saying, I'm going to be the best in the league at age 40 two years in a row and be back to the Super Bowl two years in a row and poised to, as we predicted for tomorrow, win back-to-back Super Bowls. Not like fucking um, Peyton, where he was a detriment to yeah, his team. a shell of himself. Yeah. A shell of himself, really looking old. The defense won it for him. We mm-hmm. know that. It looks Brady could throw four touchdowns and, yeah. and us not bat an eye tomorrow. Sure. You know, I have to reluctantly be objective and give credit where credit's due, especially if tomorrow happens like how I predicted it to be 42 <laughs> to 13. Yeah. Uh, for for t- the calendar year 2017, even without tomorrow, that's remarkable. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got our picks. I think those that was good, man. Yeah. Uh, why don't we, you know what we should switch gears on? There was a huge college football national championship oh, yes. game. We had the college football playoff. The playoffs itself were better games than we had predicted as well. Yeah, they were because um, essentially I had two, three, three, one, two, three, three games total. Mm-hmm. Two of them were were they went overtime. Yes. Uh, you had the Oklahoma. No, I'm sorry, not the Oklahoma one. The first who Georgia played the first game. Oh shit! Georgia played Oklahoma the first one, right? Was it Georgia? Yeah, Georgia, Oklahoma yeah, went yeah, yeah. to overtime. Yes. And, um, that was had, a nail, but we were watching it together. Yeah, yeah it was a nail yeah, batter. Yeah. Um, had the Heisman Trophy winner um, going in overtime. It wasn't Clemson? Sorry. No, Clemson got worked by Bama. That was it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, it's been a while, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, it was, a, it was an epic, fun game. Yeah. Um, you had, essentially, Georgia coming back. Um, and there was a back-and-forth game when overtime, Heisman Trophy winner, at uh, Georgia scoring the last play in uh, double overtime no. or something. Wait, but who did Oklahoma, who did Oklahoma play? Oklahoma played Georgia. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oklahoma played Georgia, and uh, that was a great game too, though. That that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, Oklahoma Georgia. Okay. Was I'm on the same page now. <laughs> and then the, the Clemson Alabama game was the one that was yes, uh, yes. Now no, I'm with you. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah, and then it said you have the national championship game, which was, which was crazy. Um, and balls of steel on Saban, um, pulling King the starting balls. quarterback for a freshman Maui. Uh, I'm gonna call him. Ma- I cannot pronounce your name. Yeah, I respect you. Something, something. I'm gonna call him Maui. His mama call him Maui. I'm gonna call him Maui. <laughs> and he balled that. Well, I mean, he played like a freshman. He had a couple. He had. It is crazy. I don't know. Did you watch? The, yeah. Yeah. The play before he threw the touchdown pass, he got sacked on some like rookie mad stuff. We just keep running backwards yep. and backpedaling and trying to just throw off the back foot. I'm got nervous. sacked for like a minus 20 yard play. It was like third down and 35. Yep. And the next play, he throws a fucking laser in between the safety on the cover two and wins the game. Just balls of steel. Ice cold. And did you see it? <laughs> After the game, his face was just like. This is what happens. This is what I do. <laughs> you, know, I you know why you signed me. This yeah, you know what I mean? It's Hawaii style. Yeah, I was like, 
I was impressed by dude. He uh, a little backstory on him. He went to the same high school as um, Marcus Mariota. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so they, I get, Hawaii just pushing out people. Yeah. Why well, the fuck are you leaving the the beautiful island of Hawaii to go to the piece of shit state Alabama? Dang, Maybe that's... someone needs to check the money trail. Yeah. That, that's a different story. I will <laughs> say this: Hawaiians and Polynesians as a whole go so fucking hard for football. Texas and the South gets a lot of fucking credit, rightly so, for how hard they go on football. Hawaii has the same kind yeah. of culture. Whenever I talk about the West Coast when it comes to football culture and kind of being weak, you know what I mean? And I've, we've talked about it before on this cast yeah. about California not necessarily being, for its population and giant size, right. a very football-centric state. Right. Hawaii is the polar opposite. They go hard. Yes. It was a, it was a great game. Saban wins another title. Yeah, how many is this? Really? Uh, God, he's got this five? Five, I Ooh. believe. Yeah, it's got one. It's got four or five. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, we all know Bama's a powerhouse. Yes, there was some questionable stuff in terms of whether they should have gotten into the playoffs or not because there was that undefeated team. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, UCF, yeah. Yeah, that nobody gave you know, <laughs> about. Here's the thing. It was a reputation-wise that they got in. Yeah, and and rightly so because everybody wants to see Bama. Yeah. Whether you hate to see them or you love to see them, you still want to fucking see them. Yeah. You know? It, it was a great game. Um, I mean, that's what you sort of want in a playoff. You want, you get 60, 66% of the games were epic, overtime, final play, game deciding games. And you can't, you, you don't even, a lot of times you don't get two epic last winning games in an NFL playoffs, and you have more games than that. You got two out of three. Yes. Were um, all-time great uh, caliber. All three were fun to watch too. Yes. No matter what, I mean, it, they were. It was a great college football playoff season. It was a pretty good bowl season all the way around. Yeah. It was. It was a fun college season. Absolutely. So definitely was. I give uh, a lot of credit, and it's just it needed to be mentioned. I, I kind of tip my hat, you know, with the roll tide crowd or whatever. Um, I'm uh, I'm one of those guys that I love a state having kind of like a like crying Jordan sense, you know, because remember. Falcons fell hard last year, and then for Georgia to fall, you know, I'm struggling. I think the Atlanta Braves were the last championship team for, and that was what, 95? Georgia won a championship in 80, the University of Georgia, 1980 with Herschel Walker. Okay. Um, you had the Braves win one, I believe it's 90. It was 94, 95, or 96, mid-90s. Yeah. It was one of those Jordan-winning years. Yeah, I mean, it was 97. I, I get it because there was the one year they, they did it, finally. After yeah. being in the playoffs, whatever, nine, ten straight years or yep. something, they finally won one. And this uh, maybe sort of transitions into our, um, I guess, crying Jordan state. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's United do it. States. Um, there was one in my head that I thought was a, a potential for a runner-up, but it seems like the favorite for inside tracks got to be the state of Georgia. If you think about it, um, you have the Hawks, which hasn't won shit. Um, they haven't. Hawks are a terrible franchise. A terrible franchise. I mean, we've already talked numerous times about it just being a shitty sports town. I remember the other um, area I was going to talk about in general for being a close second. Um, Georgia, like I said before, they lost in a bar- uh, shitty fashion. It sucks. At my last play. Don't forget, twenty to ten, they were up in the fourth quarter. Yes, against yeah. Bama. Yes. Don't do not forget that. That is a double digit, two score lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Someone mathematically can break down how many first <laughs> downs you need to have to have a ninety eight percent chance of winning. But go ahead. Yeah. Um. And the Bra- the Braves, they 
have their one title. They had a great history of Maddox, Smoltz, um, uh, Terry Pendleton, Justice. Yeah, all, all those guys. I mean, Tom Chop, all that. They only won one for yeah. all, all their um, years and effort. They lost their hockey franchise in Atlanta. They tried to Nobody give cared. them one that got shipped away. I used to work for them, by the way. That what? that hockey franchise while I was there. That's Nobody gave a fuck. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was handing out flyers and bullshit for them. You were on the street team. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, they were like, hockey? <laughs> I want chicken wings. <laughs> my... Christ. Um, and even like their... That, that's, I mean, the University of Georgia is their, their premier team. They've... Even their basketball, uh, college basketball, Georgia Tech seems to be the a little bit more prestigious, I guess, to me than Georgia. But they still haven't won shit. No, yeah, Marbury come there. Marbury was there for a year. They didn't win shit. Yeah, nothing else going on. My second um, crying Jordan State would be the District of Columbia. Oh, okay. Um, they only title I can really remember off the top of my head are the Redskins, which was in. The, that was Doug Williams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was 82. Williams, and then uh, they had the backup uh, Rick, Rick uh, Mark Ripkin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in, but besides that, they just haven't been shit. Yeah. Um, it's a major market. Sure. Um, they haven't won anything for baseball. No. Football. Well, they, they had... in their defense, they had the Expos expansion team move over to yeah. become the Nationals. I want to say that was sometime in the O's, right? In yeah. the two thousands, they came over. They have a star in Bryce Harper, but sure. they they do great during the regular season. They always seem to crumble during playoff times. Fair enough. Um, then we have the Wizards Bullets, who they should have still been the Bullets. Yeah, goddamn yeah, it! They need to change it back. They need to uh, man up and put them back with the Bullets. Or at least have some throwback. Do they even wear the bullet? No, no, they they completely abandoned that yeah, shit, yeah. and it's a goddamn shame because it's Gilbert Arenas' fault. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but like Bullets, I know everybody had the kind of negative connotation because it's Chocolate City. Yeah. And, you know, they have a lot of fucking crime, too. But, like, fast as a bullet. That kind of made sense for a basketball team. Yeah. You know, you run the break, you dunk, you, you know, you get out there and run. I mean, yeah. it could have fit with their their whole playing scheme. I don't know. That's a great name, the yeah. Bullets. And then with hockey, they have a Ovechkin who, I mean, you don't really talk much about hockey, but he's a star. and they a superstar. Never, they always seem to get shown up by Pittsburgh. Who's oh, yeah. not really a geographical rival, but they're close enough. Yeah, still um, in the East. Where they're, where they're always still in there. They sort of shine come the playoffs and embarrassing them. Because they don't even ever get to the finals. Ovechkin's never won a cup, huh? No, no. Crosby's won two or three. Crosby yeah. might have three. Yeah. And, uh, Super Mario's got a bunch, too. Yeah, they they just can't seem to get their stuff together. So I'll, I'll still put Atlanta ahead of um, D.C. in terms of crying Jordan. But because of the serious size of of the city of Atlanta. Okay. Um, and it being an actual major sort of city yeah. and state, uh, Georgia gets it for me. Okay. And uh, D.C., even though D.C. is a district, not a state. It still counts. I'll give it to you. Georgia. Crying Jordan. Sad state of the United States. I like it. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I, I got two nominees for myself. Um, I'm going to go, surprisingly, with the... It's too big to kind of be the whole state, but the region of... Dallas, Fort Worth. I know that seems odd. Okay. Where are you going with this? <clears throat> the Cowboys haven't been shit since the early to mid-90s. Okay. We, we know that. The last this. thing was like 95. Yeah. 95, 95. Yeah. The Dion year was the last one. Yeah. It's been nothing but crying Jordans for a team with sometimes the biggest payroll, sometimes the most high-profile stars, you know, definitely the most attention, 
national, you know, the nation's team, America's team, all that other bullshit, and we're going on a 23, 24, 25-year run of ancient-ass production without even really smelling a chance for being uh, the top team. Okay. I mean, that that's... for When you call yourself America's team and you have not been to the Super Bowl at all this fucking century, and it's been since yeah. the mid-90s, you know, from your heyday with Aikman, and you've had stars. You've had franchise quarterbacks. You've had all kinds of shit. That's, that's some crying Jordan ain't shitness to me. The other thing I will say, although Mark Cuban did get it done in 2011, and I will tip my hat to that, for a franchise that has had Don Nelson, the Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki, You've had all of the... You've had Jason Kidd play there. You've had Berea. You've had Jamal Mashburn. Historically, you can't tell me with all of the talent the Mavericks have had <coughs> that they didn't... You had uh, Steve Nash in his heyday, Hall of Famer as well, that they didn't have on paper the talent uh, talented roster enough to compete and go back to the finals and be Spurs-like or even Houston Rockets with Akeem-like they have severely underachieved historically, with the exception of that one year in 2011. Well, they they lost. Was it they went to back to back finals? Correct, because they lost to the Shaq Miami. One is that? that no, that was not back to back finals. But they lost okay. to they they lost to the uh, 06 Dwayne Wade. Yes. Yeah, the Shaq Wade Miami one. Yes, and then did they? They didn't go back the next year. I think they... they was they, that two years or something? It was, I thought it was relatively close because there was one game that I think was the turning point in that Miami series, if I remember correctly. I think they got beat up by the uh, the La- your Lakers with Powell after that. I don't think they made it back until they faced... Uh, uh, they beat up on Braun his first year in Miami. Okay, so they played Bron. They got their ring. Dallas won it against the Bron's first team. Is that yes, correct? in Miami. Okay, um, you but made some valid points. I they've had talent, superstar talent. When did Cuban take over? Cuban's been there for all of this century, for certain, or, or at least since the early, early two thousands. Okay, so we're looking at a good, bare minimum, fifteen years. Probably more like 20, 20, 21 years of okay. Cuban, it being Cuban's franchise. And he's a owner who likes to spend money, doesn't have any problem with that, right. um, likes the best of things for his players and whatnot. <coughs> you have Dirk Nowitzki, you've had Steve Nash, you've had a lot of role players, you had a lot of role, uh, talent. You know, I think, uh, didn't they have the Matrix uh, playing oh, for them? Yeah. You know, I mean, they've had a lot of great role players and a lot of great coaching, too. Yeah. And just haven't really executed or achieved. I think they, they belong on the list. And then secondly, I'm going to have to say city-state of Los Angeles in a lot of ways. And I know what you're going to say. What about the Lakers? Blah, 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 blah. Lakers, 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 Lakers. This decade, Lakers have been completely, completely trash or, you know, something that leaves no kind of semblance of those the heydays. Okay. I, I get you. Dodgers ain't shit. They've they have choked away okay. the highest payroll, you know, in professional in major leagues. They've choked away having dominant pitching, dominant batting, celebrity owners, all this other stuff, and haven't produced any. It's been all your giants. K 
kicking okay. their ass year after year after year after year after year. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean... But, but how are you going to put the L.A. area over Cleveland? In terms of just embarrassment. Cleveland just won a ring. Because it was two years ago that they just Cleveland got a ring. A football game. They didn't win a football game this entire season. I know. They went 0-16. You're right. You're right. They won right. one football game in their last 30. Because they won one last year. God damn it. I forgot about that shit. Yeah. That, is, that is terrible. That is terrible. Indians they, choked in, the, in, in last year's World yes, Series. Yes. When they dropped, uh, blew yes. a 3-1 lead. Yes. They did. Yeah. Indians were never supposed to be shit. Remember, we saw the Major League movie yeah. back in the day. <laughs> The only the, I would have given Cleveland a nom. Okay. I really would have, if not for them being at three straight finals and winning that one. Okay. That was the only reason why I have I have to be objectively honest and say, just because they beat the Warriors, that seventy three win, maybe best team of all time, that that gives them the slight nod. Okay. But Dallas and, and L A lately have been atrocious. I just, I just think of it just being a overall pit of misery. I just think the L- LA has had some moments of where they're not in complete misery, per se. Shit, did, how did how have Kings done lately? I don't keep up with hockey well enough. <laughs> Before I, I run my mouth King, and someone hits Kings me up on Twitter. Kings won a Stanley Cup not that long ago. Okay, was that like early early this decade? It was, I would, yeah. say, I would think it's within the last five years. Okay. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I did. All right, I may have to backtrack. Past. I may have to backtrack. Yeah. Internet. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're still celebrating. We still remember being successful. So it's not like you have a generational area of failure where kids don't remember Kobe doing True. shit. Clippers, though, still play in L.A. Yes. That is a Cl- ain't Cl- shit-ass yes. franchise. Come yes. on now. I've always said that. That's 40 years of ain't yes. shitness. Yes, the Clippers are a, uh, a, a dumpster fire. Even when it looks like the fire was out. <laughs> Fire it up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this earlier this week, Blake Griffin got uh, uh, traded over to Detroit. You know, yeah. in the beginning of the season, they did this whole thing we at the Staples Center, Jersey. talking about, "Oh, we, you are a clipper for life. We love you, Blake. Uh, we will never trade you. We, we need you, baby, baby, please." Yeah. Like we oh. ought to say, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> we don't love these hoes. Yeah. God damn. Holy shit! Okay, we have uh, we have played with that. Uh, why don't we get into this? Oh god damn it! Ain't shit ass Lavar. This motherfucker. He was actually quiet for a little while. Uh, over in he's been overseas. Transylvania. <laughs> uh, you know, doing doing stuff with uh, Count Count Dooku or whatever. Count Dracula, <laughs> one of Dracula's descendants over there. Uh, we love you, Eastern Europe. But please don't like do anything negative to to me when I'm in yeah, San Francisco. But, um, yeah, so he's over in a state I can't pronounce. And um, his sons, both of them, I think, were playing yeah, for the national like team. Lithuania. Shout out to uh, Shadrunas Marcelonis. Oh, that's right. He was a great player <laughs> from there, yes. Um, so he's playing over there after his son had all that scandal with stealing, yeah, what was it, Gucci? China. Yeah, yeah still in Gucci bags or whatever, Gucci shades yeah. out of China. The other thing is, this, this family isn't broke either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? And he got into that spat. LeVar got into that spat with Trump, and that was, you know, what it was. Anyway, UCLA said, boy, bye. And now he's over there, and I guess they gave him a coaching job. And this, I don't know what's going on, because I try not to follow the clickbait stuff. I fell deep down the rabbit hole. How you go from being... Just a father on the team. Yep. To be the coach. Look, it's Lavar's world. We're just months. Letting, it's Lavar's world. I know. 
He don't even speak the goddamn language. I know English is English cannot be the primary language. Is that language not a power there. move? How do you pull that off? As much as you talk shit about it, is that not a, a power move? The only reason why I'm not willing to say that's a power move is because I don't know shit about Lithuania. It literally could be one of those places <laughs> where you slip somebody a $50 American bill and they say, yes, you are a coach. You are a coach now. And, and that literally could be how it is. I don't know. It seems a little backwards over there yeah. because I don't know all of that, that much about it. But I'm willing to say I respect the fact that he has some kind of hustle and pull. However, I don't know what it is. He opened up his musty ass fucking mouth about Steve Kerr, and this and, and, and idiots on the fucking internet were chiming in like, "Ooh, he may not be wrong." <laughs> Listen, going hard with that. Prodigy is here to tell your motherfucking punk asses. His bullshit reasoning in his irrational brain, this is the same gentleman that thinks his 19-year-old son is already better than the two-time winning NBA MVP of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. He thinks that Steve Kerr is the Milli Vanilli of coaching and that uh, he didn't do anything to deserve any of the accolades. It's all Mark Jackson. And I just, I, 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 my jaw hit the floor, and I was like, how is this fucking news? This, this idiot got the microphone, and he's blabbering yeah. nonsense. Like, this is literally barbershop bullshit. You gotta blame the people who put the microphone in his face, because you know true, it's sick. True, This is what he does. True. He's been doing it for a while. But here's the thing. I mean, I shouldn't even have to go into this. Mark Jackson has been gone for four years now. Yeah. Mark Jackson hasn't gets- been back. Mark Jackson did some great things with the Warriors. Warriors had not gone to the playoffs for several years since the I Believe franchise with Baron Davis, who's dating an old-ass woman now. But anyway, um, they hadn't been to the playoffs. He got into the playoffs twice. However, he didn't get past the second round. After getting to the second round, the following year, I think his third year with the team, he only only got got bounced out in the first round. Mm -hmm. So never made the Western Conference Finals. Got the team to play defense, got the team above 50 wins, all remarkable stuff. Certainly uh, did some great uh, scouting and drafting of Draymond, Clay, and Steph. I give you full credit for that. You got the nucleus of the team with the GM. I mean, I don't know how much the coach did, but in partnership with the GM, got that nucleus there. I'm all there for it. The very next fucking year when Steve Kerr came on board, what happened, Stitch? They ascended. They won the championship to the the top of the mountain with a the same goddamn team with no finals experience whatsoever on that team, and they beat LeBron and whatnot. Now again, it's revisionist (laughs) history to go back and say, well, you had Steph Curry and you had Clay and Drake. At the time, they weren't household names. Most of y'all didn't know who the fuck they were. And they were doing it in a matter that everyone said was impossible. Yes. Jump shooting, three-point team, can't win, da-da-da-da-da. Everybody said that. That was conventional wisdom out of Charles Barkley's mouth in in every barbershop in America. And they completely changed the philosophy of how teams are drafting, how players are playing, and just sort of it evolved the NBA in many sense in terms of how, uh, how you play the game. I mean... On fast break, this is it's not you're not grabbing your head, being like, "What the hell are you doing?" When you see someone just brat, bratching out to the three point line, yep, because they're, they're hitting them with such a high success rate. Yes, it uh, they played the numbers games with threes better than almost anybody. They also played incredible defense. And the thing about Steve Kerr is, he's gone to three straight finals. He's won two. He's had the best regular season record of all time and the best 
postseason record of all time. You cannot and fucking will not question his credentials at this point, especially when his team still has the best regular season record this season and is poised, knock on wood, barring injuries, to potentially go back to the finals for a fourth consecutive year. Yeah. I don't even think... Yeah, Phil Jackson didn't do that. Not four consecutive. No. No. And Popovich didn't do that. No. So... What are we talking about with Steve Kerr criticism here, especially against Mark Jackson? What in the shit, man? It's a, I, it's a headline. Jesus. He's trying to put, he's trying to position himself to coach the Warriors. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what he's trying to do. <laughs> Who's to tell this man he can't do something? <laughs> You're right. You're right. If you've been so successful at talking your way into any situation that you want, God damn it. when do you stop? When do you realize, you know what, I need to pump my brakes? Yeah. You talk to your your son into getting drafted by the team of your choice, number two. <laughs> hey, that worked out. Uh, I talked my other sons into saying, y'all don't need college. Y'all yeah. just, uh, we going to take our, our brand and our thing overseas. I'm going to create a shoe, by the way, in the meantime, and uh, I, I, because I couldn't get a Nike contract or whatever the hell was going on with that. And now that, that happened. You know what? I think I can run this team. And then, boom, that happened. He, he just he speaks it into reality yes. as crazy as it sounds. So who's to if you're in his shoes, what's stopping you? Yeah, you're, I mean, I would have a little bit of humility at the fact that Lonzo is your cash cow. He's your golden goose right now. Mm-hmm. If he is a broken ACL or a knee injury. Or a just a couple years of not making the playoffs out of basically being out of the league. Now, he's had a ups and, up and down year, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. He's had a few highlights, a lot of lowlights as well, like any rookie. Doesn't look like he is the best rookie in, the, in this league right now. Mm. If, <laughs> if he doesn't progress... Which some rookies don't. Remember Tyreek Evans won rookie yeah. of the fucking year and gave us 20 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds his first year. If he doesn't progress, especially in L.A., he can have a hard fucking time. Yeah. He's uh, not an all-star. He's not making the playoffs. You know, I mean, it, there are some Laker fans, and I know you fucking heard this, who don't think Lonzo is the best player on the team. They think Ingram or, you know, some of the other guys are. I still... it's. For, I'm not on the bullet train of Lonzo Ball's stardom. I'll let it progress. Like I said, I want to see signs of improvement. Sure. Him playing consistent. He'll work on his shot. Um, people try to make the Jason Kidd comparison, but he's not on the Jason Kidd level. Nowhere near. But, um, I mean, Jason Kidd has some trouble shooting. So sure. I'm down with letting him progress and becoming whatever player it is that he becomes. And then just putting good positional players around him. Yes. Um, it'll be to be determined if they need to be star veterans or if they can build something up young from their, their core. Um, they've, they've beaten some teams where they beat the Celtics a, a week or two ago. Sure. Um, but then they'll come back and they'll lose to, like, Orlando. Yeah, and so, I think at one point they had, like, a nine-game losing streak yeah. in, in, like, I don't know, December or something. Yeah, so they're, they're young. They'll get it figured out, hopefully, and... I mean, I don't think it's a it's a rush situation, and I think a lot of Laker fans understand that. Now, of course, people that are buying into Daddy Ball's hype and everything, 
are quick to point the finger in his face and be like, you were wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll see. Most of us with tempered expectations understand the process of, of what needs to go through. The deal is this. Kobe wasn't Kobe his rookie year. No. And I totally hear you on that. Um, remember, there were some mad that Vladi Divac was traded. Vladi yeah. was a very good and popular player. He was very popular, yeah. So, and, you know, even <coughs> Magic liked him. I mean, this is a big man who could pass in a big man-driven league. Yes. Obviously, Vladi's not... I don't think he's a Hall of Famer or no. anything. I mean, but... Kobe certainly is one of the best players of all time and whatnot, but he worked at it and improved and, you know, had that Mamba mentality that everybody's fucking heard about. Right. We will see about Lonzo. There's a long way to go. His other two sons, LeVar's other two sons, aren't in the league. And we'll see if they make it to the fucking (laughs) league. It's Seriously, it's hard to evaluate how you will do in pro basketball coming out of college basketball yeah. just in general we've talked about that you know the difference in the speed of the game you could be scoring 40 points a game in college and come in and only score eight points a game in fucking pros depending on a whole lot of different factors coming from a different country you know yeah. has its own challenges usually the play international players that make it over here are mvps for multiple years yeah. in their home countries and I'm talking about average players. Not the Dirk Nowitzkis and whatnot, um, but like the average player coming over here yeah. is a superstar. Tony Kukoc was the man in Europe. Yeah. Go back. I mean, Sabonis. Yeah, go back and look. Even Vladi. Go back and look at them. Drazen Petrovic. These were almost the equivalent of Larry Bird, Mike, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordans of their home countries. Yeah. You have to be that caliber even to make it in the league. We will see about the two younger balls. Okay. I wish them good luck, but LeVar needs to pump the fucking brakes. <laughs> yeah, Chill down. the fuck out, man. He pisses me the fuck off, man. Where, where are we going? Where are we bringing this, bringing this on in? You want to talk about uh, Michigan State? Uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've touched on this uh, a couple times on the, um, on the Black and Black Times Infinity. We're going on with uh, Larry Nasser, who's a um, coach with the U.S. Olympic uh, Women's Gymnastic Team. I think I might have said that out of order, but yeah, yeah. Um, he was sort of working through and with um, the University of Michigan State, mm-hmm. and during his tenure there, he um, was sexually assaulting um, young girls. Yeah, minors, minors, um, and um, a young female brought it to attention um, criminally. Good, and it became uh, he pled guilty, which uh, was was awesome because it saves the whole sort of trial aspect of it. And uh, during this whole process, you felt it opened up a floodgates of other victims who now uh, felt comfortable about speaking um, about the abuse that they had at his hands um, during their time period with him. And also you're finding out that um, in many ways, Michigan State was complicit in in covering up the situation. Penn State style. Yes. Um, and also USA Gymnastics um, Ugh, played a role boy. into not reporting and not doing um, their proper investigations into the matter. God damn it. Um, he's been sentenced to, I think it's 40 to 175 years in prison just on the federal, no, in the state aspect of it. I think in the, in the um, 
in the federal aspect, he's already got hit with a 60-year sentence Good. and stuff. So he's not seeing the light of day, day anytime soon. Fuck him. Um, they actually showed, I believe it was yesterday, one of the fathers tried to jump over the the rail at the court. Yep. Just try to uh, pound salt into his face and everything. So it's a, a crazy situation. And I've always been on the uh, fuck Penn State uh, train. I've never been a Joe Pa fan in anything before the sexual assault yes. aspect because I essentially... He was more of a mascot than an actual coach. True. As far as I was concerned, he's just standing around the sidelines, being no headset on, just standing around drinking insure. <laughs> so, nice. um, and on many of these, pretty much from most of your college campuses, your head football coach is sort of the, he's the one that runs the institution. You can say the president or the, the dean of this, but in terms of your major football factories, and in a lot of these states, your football coach is your highest paid state employee. I know for the state of Alabama it is. Saban, um, yeah. It's Saban. Um, you go to like Texas, yep. where I believe it was Sumlin uh, yep. who, was, who was the highest paid coach. Um, th- th- they run the institution. They run the state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anything inside those walls is sort of directly representative and gets run by the coach. Yep. Um, they're sort of dictators, as you can say. My whole issue with the Penn State aspect of it, um, just to touch on it briefly, was that it was reported to to Joe Pa. Yeah, he, he didn't do shit. Didn't do shit about it. He, he looked the other shit. way. He looked the other way, and he's got the most pull out of in that university. He was there installed in that university for 20, 30 something years. Yep. Um, he was like the longest tenured coach at a, at an institution. It was him and Bowden that they were talking about having the the all time wins record. And yeah. Penn State's a football factory. Every, when you think Penn State, you think football. You Joe think Pop. Joe Pa. Yep. And if there was somebody that could have said, "Hey, this is effed up. He needs to go," or or do something that might have combated against the administration, Joe Pa's got the backing of everybody there. Oh yeah. And he failed to do his job as a just a decent human being. So yeah. fuck it's, that old dude. It's not hard, and it's not unreasonable to say. You are aware of children being molested and sexually assaulted. I'm going to tell the authorities. Yeah. That is... (laughs) I mean, you're talking... You you don't get easier than that. It's not that hard. And um, I continued my beef on that because when that whole thing played out, people defending Joe Pa... Sure did. I remember those. mad at ESPN is trying to run him out and shit. Just overlooking all kinds of just blatant, obvious shit. They didn't give up... The public, the Joe Pa defenders... Gave zero fucks about victims. Yeah. No. And that's what was so ugly. They yeah, would they rather... blame the guy, McQuarrie, the one who reported it. Yes. And they were on his shit about reporting it more so than Joe Paul, the one who he reported it to. Yeah. Um, so now we go to Michigan State where it appears that um, people in their administration knew about the what was going on. Now, now you know who the first person I think of when I think Michigan State... I think Tom Izzo, yeah. but I know that's basketball. Well, they've, and it's it's been progressing in in terms of there's been stuff that's going on with Michigan State basketball players accused of sexual misconduct with in other not related to this gymnastics incidents with other like with coeds with other coeds and and stuff that's been getting swept under the rug and players not disciplined for doing questionable sexual behavior. Now each that that's a whole different yeah, ball of wax, and we've said it many times. Each incident is an incident upon itself. Sure. Not going to um, encompass everything 
and everyone in based on one action like we talked about before with like the Duke Lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. The, we we have to hear both sides of the story and find out the actual facts before we start painting everything with a broad brush. However, just on this whole um, gymnastics part of it itself, I'm for punishing. I, I'm for punishing the institution. Can, can I just clarify real quick so so I get this part mm-hmm. right because I, I get a little confused. Nasser. Dr. Nasser worked for the U.S. Olympic team as one of his jobs and another job for Michigan State. Is that how it works? I think from my understanding, and uh, I could be a little bit off, but it's like he was was operating out of Michigan State. uh, For the U.S. Olympic team? Yes. His main job was, I guess, the... Maybe the doctor for one of the doctors for Michigan State or something. Okay, so, they, so I'm just trying to make sure on I their campus happening on their campus. But I just want to make sure it sounds like we're, we're we're thinking that the the Michigan State connection is his paycheck said Michigan State on it. Yeah, I believe these athletes were coming to Michigan State. Okay, and yeah, then that's under that's the on them. Of them and, and et cetera, et cetera. His yeah. bosses were, from my understanding, the University of of Michigan State. He answered to the athletic department, the president. AD, yeah, I get you. Um, and this stuff that um, happened on their watch, not reported and not investigated until it finally broke through and this girl was like, I got proof, etc. He pled guilty. It's like, oh shit. And then all the other victims came through. Um, so, uh, real quickly, so I'm not defending anything. Mm. The, is there already a timeline that the victims have of Prior to this criminal investigation and this asshole going to yes. jail, where they've reported it to Michigan yes. State, yes, and Michigan State didn't do shit, yes. just like Penn State. Yes. Okay, yes. well, the, the, the paper trail shows that stuff was even their police department. Oh fuck, should have uh, had stuff reported to them, but didn't do proper investigation, so oh, it cleared him shit. at the time and stuff. So it's 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 gonna be messy. All bad. Um, I am all for punishing that institution as a whole. Now, yeah. a lot of people say, oh, well, you can't punish the athletes and et cetera. I understand. It's, it, it sucks that, okay, we, we're going to shut down the football program or whatever it is. These, pro, these institutions, these higher learning institutions, <laughs> which operate as a business yep. pretty much, they get their, a huge chunk of their revenue through sports. Through of course. On TV, on ESPN, merchandise. Merchandise, yeah. Everything. Shut that motherfucker down. Um, if you want to tell me it's unfair to the students, I hear you it is unfair, but you can allow those students to transfer freely to whatever school that they want to. Yeah. If I'm the NCAA, I'm saying there will not be sports played at this institution for, let's say, two, three years. Now, I'm going to hit them with a hard four. Well, but go ahead. We've, for just historical references, SMU got hit with so-called the death penalty. Where yes. they Their football program was shut down for maybe one or two years. They were not allowed to be viewed on TV. And yes. SMU, SMU barely came back. Yes. For, and they were, I mean, recently barely came back. I know. They were a powerhouse football program in Texas. And that was for paying pay players. That had nothing to do with um, sexual assault, sexual assault, criminal aspects. But Penn State got how many? Penn uh, State got um, hit with scholarship probations, and um, I feel like they still were on TV. They were still on TV. Yeah, but they got hit pretty hard. But it wasn't an SMU death penalty type situation. 
I think that this is worse than the Penn State situation, just on the sheer magnitude of victims. Where um, I believe the we're talking about the, Olymp- we're talking about Olympians yes. too, yes. and and underage girls. Like yeah. what the fuck? Um, the Penn State one, I believe, was like maybe like twenty six ish victims. This is reported in the hundreds. Jesus fucking Christ, um, man! Yeah, you, you need to shut it down. You need to shut down because if you are just putting your athletics before human decency and making money and yep. trying to affect uh not affect your your brand and your image then you don't deserve to have a fucking image till you can get your shit together i say this four full years so that everybody you know gets four or you know what four or five years one or the other but complete blackout yeah you clean house clean house uh, i think the president already said they stepped down i want well for me and, and and if the president wants to step down, fine. Mm. I would say AD, yeah. athletic director, on down, mm-hmm. everybody out, um, and then yeah, you you can transfer or whatever. If someone truly wants to pick you up or whatever, yeah. sure. Yeah. But everything on down, completely, no games, no scholarships, nothing yeah. on TV. You know, literally, it's a ghost town in the stadiums. For basketball, football, all you know, volleyball, yeah. hockey, every sport you have, and five years later from now, you can come <coughs> back um, with I have, restrictions. I, I have no problem. Like, just to be fair to the the people that the students that are there that don't have anything to do with it. Let's say you're on the the women's soccer team and everything's fine and dandy with the women's soccer team. Sure. Um, I I think you shouldn't lose your scholarship. Um, if you want to go to school and still have your school paid for, uh, your your education paid for, that's fine. You can still stay there. I think the school should still be on the hook for paying your tuition. And okay, I'm with you term, on that. But in terms of you guys actually going out there, kicking the ball, throwing the ball, doing anything sports related, yes, none of it. I because agree. I, I think I mean, even though it is sort of punishing it, I you can continue your athletic career somewhere elsewhere. Else. And I think that um, hopefully you, you get a scholarship that instu- at that um, institution. Maybe even put Michigan State on the hook for that. Mm, oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. I, I, I think they should be tied financially to all of their students currently. On scholarship. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that maybe you want, you, it's your dream to go to Michigan State. Sure. You can stay there. You can get a degree from you, there. You can stay, yeah. Stay there, get a degree. If you want to go and try to be a professional athlete in the WNBA or whatever, then Michigan State should have to pick up the paycheck for you to transfer elsewhere and, and still have your scholarship covered. I'm with it. But in terms of um, them being able to collect revenue off, off their athletics, no. 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 You're, no. And this is one, again, this is one of those schools that is always on TV for football, always on TV for basketball. You have a very popular alumnus. Yeah, Magic Johnson, Draymond Green, I mean, the the list goes on and on. Uh, Tom Izzo is... Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom Izzo is big time. I get all of that, but yeah, everybody's got to go. Fuck them. This is uh, underage girls in the hundreds, like you said, and you got a doctor out there... uh, just doing heinous, evil stuff, and it was reported, and y'all want to ignore it? Fuck y'all. Yeah. Every which way possible. God damn, we have gone deep. Yes. What else we got? Uh, we got to close the room out. Real quick, uh, your thoughts on the Westbrook incident. Fans getting too close to... to... Um, I always kind of get nervous, <laughs> ever since the, the rumble in Auburn Hills. Yeah. Oh, the, what was yeah. it called? 
and the Mayhem Palace Band. Yeah, whatever that Detroit. In Auburn? I don't know. Yeah. Where Ron Artest was Ron yeah, Artestin. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, I watched that the other day, not to get sidetracked, but Wallace was the instigator and in all that sure. stuff. Yeah, he was the one that acted a fool. But Ron is crazy. Ron, Ron was just sitting there trying to take a nap on the bench. You know, maybe we should have a, a nice little episode where we, we go back and watch the play-by-play. We do like a little like director's commentary watching, on it. I was watching that game live. I will never forget <laughs> it. You're right. He was just laying there. But then that Kill Bill music started playing. <laughs> he got doom, hit in the face with a doom, beer. Doom. <laughs> and he saw red. And he went he went buck wild. He went four rows deep to come after that fat fuck. You, you're, you, you're a working businessman. <laughs> Someone hits you in the face with a beer. Or your regular just day job. How are you going to react? I'm going to want to do what Ron Artest did. I get you on that. However... There's a difference in pay- in zeros on my paycheck between me and Ron Artest. Exactly. But if you didn't have that, that sort of worried about your job thing, you're financially secure. Oh, then yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, look, it's yeah, on. You're doing the same thing. Nobody's above an ass whooping. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? I get you on that. Wrong going wrong. But, um, Jesus, where were we on this shit? Talking about, um... The oh Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, so Westbrook, um, he gave him a little shove. Yeah. Um... Again, it could have escalated into more, and I think that's what the NBA definitely wants to avoid. Yeah. Don't forget, this is still a black-ass league, you know. And David Stern, who did a great job from a revenue standpoint, building the brand of the NBA, he was responsible. He was the commish during the Dream Team and all the Jordan era and all that. He didn't want any level of hoodness coming yeah. out. And so Adam Silva, Silver, who doing a great job and everybody likes and he's kind of a player's commission and whatnot and building the brand globally and whatnot. Doesn't want that either. Yeah. You know, there's too much corporate revenue in the NBA. It's on the ascending side. You know what I mean? More people are watching basketball globally right now than in any other time in the fucking history of the world. And they already got their meat hooks with an NBA academy in India. And I know everybody thinks, yeah, who cares? Well, India has 1.3 billion people. So four times the population of the U.S. All in one country. On top of that, it's basically next door to China who's already... You just need one star. But China already loves the NBA. Yeah. So if you have China and India, maybe 10% of both of those countries liking the NBA... You don't need the U.S. market anymore. No, you're good. Uh, just a numbers fucking game. Like, you have to keep that in mind. NFL ain't doing that. Right. NFL, yes, they have they have their iron grip on North America and whatnot, especially for the U.S., but NBA is global. Yeah. You can't sell hoodnificent fights <laughs> globally. That don't fucking sell. Yeah. And you can't sell hoodnificent fights corporately with your Nike and your Google and your... Apple and Disney and what doesn't fucking fly. So I think that they kind of gave him a slap on the wrist. This is also the reigning MVP. Yeah. They gave him a slap on the wrist. He didn't go, he didn't swing at him. He didn't go out of the way. So we're just going to brush this aside. (coughs) But it could have been much worse. The guy came onto the court. He sure fucking did. Um, I'm all for if you come on the court, oh, Jesus. you step out of your element. Um, <laughs> oh, we see this in other sports. I mean, no one's stupid enough to get on the ice in hockey because that's just all bad. You're not going to be able to run. So there's a, a lot of uh, 
logistics behind that. Um, anytime you see somebody running on a baseball diamond, they're getting tackled by security. Um, you've seen sure. You even seen players tackle some of these people by security. Uh, you see people run on the football field, they're getting tackled. Sure. For some reason in basketball, um, maybe it's just because you're so close to the court. Yeah, different atmosphere. You feel a sense of entitlement, dropping that much money on these seats. I, I'm so close to the action. If I want, if I want to shoot a three, I'll shoot a three. Yeah. Um, you're fair game. You you step on the court and get in a player's face after because the, they lost on a buzzer beater uh, yeah. to to Denver. Yes. And he's screaming in Westbrook's face. He should have got. He should have got a two-piece. Okay. Security should have tackled him. I'm yes. totally with you on that. Secu- someone fucked up at the Denver Arena. I don't know. PepsiCo. Whatever the fuck it's called. Mm. Secur- that su- security should take a long, hard look at themselves and probably fire a whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. I'm with that. But you... You're right that you're so close. Some people feel that sense of entitlement. The NBA wants it that way. They want Jack Nicholson courtside. They want Denzel courtside yeah. and Rihanna there and whatnot. That creates a uniquely a unique atmosphere that you don't have in any other fucking sport. Well, there's there's been in, what we in our lifetime there was the Monica Seles incident. Yeah, where yeah. someone jumped on the on the uh, tennis court yep. and uh, stabbed her. Yes, god um, damn, I forgot about that. Yes, and then um, that was ugly as shit. Later on. Um, I forget what year it was, but they had that first base coach that was attacked by two drunk fans yeah. that came out of the stands and and uh, it started a huge brawl. But yeah, it was, it was like Kansas City or in the White Sox. I forget yeah, who something like that. Was. Yeah, yeah. They just attacked first base coach, just some reckless wild ass ass fans and everything. Yeah, that's um, So it's I, I'm all for the players protecting themselves. You are supposed to envision yourself being protected by this security staff and. Okay. It's lazy security. Fault on security. Totally with you. I would also be on board had said player done more than get in his face. Get in his face is an obnoxious and breaking of the rules because you're not supposed to be on the court. Completely get that. But it's not like he took a swing at Westbrook. How do you That's know? where I'm saying. How do you know what these random ass people are doing when they're running on the court? You're... It happens. We see it happen pretty frequently in boxing, where Can people happen? rush into the boxing ring. Yes, and you see people. I mean, a lot of times the boxers they get up in a ball because they they're surprised they don't know what's going on. You'll see trainers, random ass fans. And I get all it. All of a sudden, you see chairs being tossed in the ring. It becomes a a big melee. Uh, there's a big difference. I got to draw the line here. goddammit. it. On could happen. Could could mayhem could occur versus. He hit me first, I saw red, and now there's a body on the floor. I'm with you on bodies hitting the floor <laughs> had a punch been thrown. And I would be totally on Westbrook's side and be like, hey, motherfucker had to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, someone threw a chair. You know, All gangsterlicious stuff goes out of the window as soon as a punch is thrown. If someone's in someone's face talking shit because they lost or they won or whatever... Yes, it shouldn't happen. Yes, someone from security is getting reprimanded, maybe even fired. But I can't go along, along the lines of, it's okay to swing at them. Yet. Uh, Not yet. Yeah, if you're if you in that field of play, you between those lines, you can catch an ass whooping. God damn it, yeah, man. I even, think, <laughs> I even think if you're walking, walking to the locker room through the tunnel and you get hit with an object, 
I'm not so mad about the person going up mm. to give them an ass whooping. God damn. It's a failure of security. It is a failure of I'm security. I'm supposed to be protected. This is for entertainment, and you can't protect my safety. I got to protect myself. Rewind the tape. Where were you on the uh, Charles Oakley stuff? Oh, man. Oh. Oakley and uh, Madison Square Garden. I thought Garden. fucked up, but he did put his hands on the security people. Let's, let's get the timeline right. Security, security touched him first, and he said, get the fuck off me. Security technically, this is it becomes this fishy, and this is because I saw the tape. <laughs> he was he's sort of been bad mouthing the Knicks in general and the owner and the owner with an earshot. I think the owner took caught got in his feelings a little bit because yes, you can be heckled. Yes, unless you're not you're making Espec- personal threats about harming someone. This is New York. Heckling get, is fine. You get heckled for literally being a, a pedestrian or being on the subway. I agree. You're, I, you're, I think you're, you're fine as long as you're heckling within the rule. You're not being sure. overly profane, yelling something uh, he called, racial or derogatory. He called or, security on him. That's he what happened. He called security just because he didn't like hearing partial truths about how he felt he was running a franchise. Sure. It's Charles Oakley, first of all. Big man. Um, so maybe, yeah, he maybe he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been kicked out. However, they say on our ticket... You're subject to being removed from the arena. You aren't. In, you're you're semi entitled to being there. Hold the fucking phone. You gonna tell me, in the middle of Manhattan, in New York, <laughs> you can't say heckling things during the Knicks game. This is why I put blame on the Knicks, because they shouldn't have even. They should have just took he, took the heckling. Yeah. But here's the thing. Heckling happens. During preseason for the Knicks, yep. with people talking shit about the Knicks. The Knicks are an ancient franchise. They actually probably belonged earlier in this conversation on the list of ancient uh, teams and franchises historically. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. the Knicks are used to that as, a, as an organization. Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, has heard some heckling yes. being anywhere. I bet he can't go to a Manhattan restaurant, even a, a $500 plate Manhattan restaurant, without saying someone saying, hey, you fucking suck. Yeah. The Knicks suck too. You need to kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now, yeah, like I said, the Knicks get the blame first for reacting to the heckling. Okay. You should just be the better man, not say anything. Now, they get the ultimate blame. Gotcha. Now, as it trickles downhill, and already you're being petty by having security respond, yes. and kicking them out. He, Oakley took it to the next level by getting physical with security because now you have the image. I'm looking at you suspect now. Wait, you're telling me, now this is a former player, not a current player, obviously. You're telling me for doing something that literally, from a, from the standpoint of a a, a historical arena that sits 25,000 people, you have at least 500 to 800, (coughs) 800 people heckling. Bare minimum every fucking night. Who's signing the checks? Who signs the checks? But, uh, yes, Dolan signed the checks. Okay. 500 to 800 people heckling every single game, even a pickup game in, in New York. And he, uh, Oakley is singled out and security's like, you're going to have to leave. And security puts his hands on him. You get what mes- is he supposed to do? You get a message from the boss. You're the, the, the security officer making your overtime check or whatever it is. And you can be replaced. They can find another security guard. And boss man says, um, yeah, uh, Prodigy, I need you to remove this man from the thing. Yeah, that, that's that's security's job. I get you the on that. Security's job. 
Oakley ain't gonna like it. Okay. I don't put no blame on him for not liking that. Okay. Okay. But I'm when just you start shoving the security, and you get. I mean. Well, okay. Now here's where it gets a little. We get into legal ground. There's a very big difference between. Excuse me, sir. You are going to have to leave the premises. Okay. And we've all been to nightclubs and whatnot. The overly aggressive <laughs> and assertive nightclub owner or strip club owner, whatever, who grabs you and says, we're leaving now. Oakley wasn't leaving. Well, no, but hold on. <laughs> I, I, I think you make it, you, for some reason, from how I remember, words weren't going to make Oakley leave and get up out of his spot. They weren't talking Oakley out of walking out of that arena. It was like, we need you to leave. And Oakley's like, no. Uh, sir, Mr. Dolan wants you to leave. You need to go. Even, no. Even if you that's... You leave, a, make me. Even and then he, he stands up and... What you, what you going to do? Even if that's the case. And, and, and that may have been the timeline. We're going down this rabbit hole. That may have been the timeline. If that's the case, once security puts their hands on you, even in their rightly uh, job to escort someone out, that is their job. I'm right there with you. He ain't going to like it. Of course not. And... He is going to probably get more belligerent and make more of a scene. That's, and I'm okay with him making why, a scene. That's why it's the Knicks fault for okay. even letting this spiral into that yeah. craziness. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that scene. I'm yeah. totally that's team why Oak. I, yeah, that's why I put it directly on the Knicks for even going down this this unsuccessful path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a bad look. It's for a no-win situation. You can't just... Actually, the win would have been he heckled. I took it because I'm a billionaire, and you know. If you don't respond to it, the only people that know it, know it happened are the people in that arena, yeah. in that section. Or here's the other thing too: you have a executive suite. You're down there with the, you know, in the lower level yeah, the seats folk. with the common folks trying to have a look or whatever. There's no reason why you can't be in the executive suite and he still be there. You know what I mean? Like you could re- remove yourself from that that seat with the commoners too. And that is the Saul's. I mean, that's the win there too. That that's the perfect scenario. That means you don't hear him. You still signing the checks. You you know, and then that's it. There's no there was no incident. We're never talking about it. There's no there's no media talking about. It. There's no YouTube video of world star bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That would have been the win. Yeah. But cooler heads did not prevail. It was, it was handled poorly by the Knicks. God damn it. Yes. And actually, Westbrook the Westbrook situation did not escalate into any of this. No. But could have. Could have. There you, you go. You think of if there's probably top three or four people in the league that you think would would throw a punch at a, a fan just because of how angry they play on the court. Westbrook's definitely a, he's up there. Yeah. He, he surprisingly for how angry he plays on the court and how much shit he talks and how petty he is. I loved his stuff with Joel Embiid earlier yeah. this week, staring him down yeah, after yeah. getting dunked on, and they and OKC won the game. I love all that. Yeah. That's a new rivalry. But surprisingly, he doesn't get into many altercations. No, he you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, he's also one of the faces of the league. Again, former, you know, last year he won the MVP. He's definitely going to be a candidate at the end of this year. So we shall see. I'll keep watching Westbrook. Um, we have purposely not mentioned anything with uh, uh, the professor's boy this year. Yeah, Rockets, yeah. With the Houston Rockets. You have anything to say about them as we get on out of here? Oh, uh, fuck the Rockets. God damn. <laughs> I mean, I'll tip my hat to them. I'll tip my cowboy hat to them. Uh, Houston has played uh, very well. I think they have the second-best record in the entire league. Um, the formula with CP3 and Harden doesn't seem as 
tumultuous as the OKC situation, mm-hmm. um, it's or the whatever's happening in Cleveland. Right. They seem to get along well. Dan Tony was again famously kicked out of you know New York and LA and whatnot. Certainly has found uh, a rhythm and uh, struck a chord with this team. Yeah, he's had them playing at a high level. They're shooting threes. They're laughing. They're having fun. Harden had a sixty point, the first ever in NBA history, sixty point triple double uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that this is a a good contender for the Dubs. They're certainly going at them. Um, they've beaten them already. Yeah, I think twice actually. Yeah, they won. I think two of the three matchups they played. Yeah, so that that's that's a good sign for a healthy, hopefully healthy uh, playoff yeah, Western Conference Finals. In yeah, wherever they meet. Yeah, whether it's Western Conference Finals, second round, whatever. Um, I want to see the Warriors against uh, Houston. Yeah, it'll be a fun series. Um, and I think that might be one of the best besides, you know, uh, Boston versus Cleveland. That might be the most high-profile non-finals matchup we have here. Oh, I think so, yeah. So, sure. I, I, I will tip my hat to them. Yeah. God damn it, we, we covered everything. Oh, well, we, uh, we were overdue. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Super Bowl tomorrow. Um, it'll be interesting to see. We'll get some funny commercials. Hopefully it'll be an entertaining, fun game. Yeah. Cardi B is going to be in one of these commercials, oh, you know, God, superstar. I, I, I want to see Justin do some, something crazy. Justin Timberlake? Yeah. He's, How the he's, fuck they going to have this motherfucker back? You know he pulled off that titty thing and nobody no fucking... Repercussions. Janet is fucking dead to super... She will never be in another white, Super Bowl. White privilege. That was the birth of white privilege. It might have been. You might be <laughs> fucking right. You have a, a white man pulling out a black lady's titty <laughs> on Super Bowl and we're blaming the black lady we sure and blackballing fu- her and ruining her career. Yes, we sure... She had, really hadn't been the same if we really look at it. And He's he, just ascended. Yeah, and he's got he's got the honorary black card and everything. It's like how how we how how that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. So uh, if you need to uh, ask us any questions, you can find us on our Twitter handles. I'm Hey It's Stitch H E Y I T S S T I T C H, and I'm at Cthulhu's Prodigy C T H U L H U S. P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. You will see a lot of FUDA and some nudes and (laughs) lewds on there. It's not all sports related. You're going to see some mature kinks. Just fair warning. Yeah. So until next time, Mamba out. Peace.